Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie. So, up this hour, we have some music for you on just the classics. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, April 20th, and in the studio today we have Shirley Lin. Hi there. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We're coming to you from Radio Taiwan International, and today we're going to talk about if being overweight will affect your career as a politician. It could in Taiwan. Also, a Taiwanese weightlifter breaks two world records. And the world's oldest badminton player is Taiwanese. And we have an unusual exhibit at the National Palace Museum and a lot more stories coming right up. Okay, so I think recently President Tsai told some of the politicians in her uh, you know, party to lose some weight. What's going on with this campaign or this okay. threat? Is it a threat? Well, not, <laughs> not a, a, a real one. But anyway, it has something to do with the DPP lawmaker Tsai Yiyu, um, the guy who weighs over 100 um, kilograms. So um, It's about 200 pounds, more than 200 pounds. Yes. And then I guess a couple months ago, President Tsai told him to lose weight. And he, she told him that you have to weigh under, you know, 100. Otherwise, you're, you, I will strip you of DPP membership. Oh, wow. So that's he, pretty serious. So the DPP's law, lawmaker's office has launched a weight loss campaign. Now, recently, the DPP lawmaker um, posted a story um, on his Facebook. He, um, you know, he introduced some agricultural products in in southern Taiwan. However, no, um, he posted a picture of himself wearing a T-shirt. And the T-shirt uh, has some words uh, both in English and Chinese. In English, there are three sentences. Um, it says, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And I want to lose weight. And in <laughs> Chinese, there are 12 <laughs> Chinese characters. And that reads, oh, that's an order from the president. If I weigh over 100 kilos, I will... You know, my membership, my DPP membership will be stripped. So that's why, you know, uh, he posted on, on his Facebook. So um, the people find uh, the, uh, his post really interesting. Some said that, well, you look a little bit thinner than before. You know, <laughs> keep on going. And then another one says, well, there is a long way to go. And then there's another comment says, where did you get the T-shirt? <laughs> and his camp, uh, his um, you know assistants also tell people, um, you know that don't feed it, don't feed um, the the, the lawmaker, <laughs> <laughs> just don't feed him. So did he lose any weight? I do, I think he's trying really hard, uh, but he, yeah, but I I, I don't I'm think he has trying. lost. A lot of way. I, I don't think that there's a long way to go. Like one, you know, I, web user said. I guess you can't tell if he lose like five kilos because right, he's so yeah, heavy. Yes, true. But 
Five kids, I think you will notice. You would notice 10 pounds. Yeah, okay. I think you would. Well, we wish them the best of luck. I mean, if you really want to lose weight, I'm sure you can. It's not like it's impossible, right? Right. You put your mind to it. There's just certain things that you need to do, right? Tell that to you need to husband. move more, exercise, <laughs> you need to eat right. <laughs> and also keep, basic things, right? Yeah, but also keep in mind, that's an order from the president. <laughs> that's different. You Maybe know, I, I should get like an order. My husband should get an would, order from the president. Would that work? Probably, right? Well, I feel like she's being kind of like the big sister, right? Or mom oh, yes. to him, right? Watching out for his health. <laughs> Some cool things are happening in the world of sports here. Taiwan's top female weightlifter, Guo Xingchun, broke two world records and won three gold medals at the Asian Weightlifting Championships in Uzbekistan on Monday. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, our female weightlifters are pretty pretty strong. Especially her. Yeah. She's amazing, <laughs> you know. And so she's going to be eligible for uh, Tokyo Olympics, right? Right, right. Yay. So she won um, gold with a lift of 110 kilograms. She is in the 59 kilograms division. So the previous world record was 107 kilograms. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, she also won gold in the clean and jerk with a lift of 137 kilograms. Actually, I don't know what all these terms mean. Right. There are different ways of lifting, I guess. Yeah. Clean and, and jerk. And <laughs> right. And different weights. and. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I watched, I watched uh, her on the news. And um, it's amazing. She's looking pretty pretty. I mean, you know, pretty, you know, pretty than before. And... It's funny. I was talking to my husband about her lifting it. Like she, her arms are wider. Like if I mean, I've been doing some weights, some, not a lot, some. But usually, it's like you know, you hold it close to like about the width of your shoulder. Uh-huh. But she's doing like way like apart. Maybe it's something I don't know. But um, that's I think that's harder to lift if the if you like you know if you have your arms more further apart than if you're closer. Like you just go up, right? Anyway, tell. Anybody who's joining us right now, maybe you can explain to me, you know, I, I think that's harder for her to lift. Like if her arms I, are wider apart than like, you know, just the width of her shoulder. Well, I don't way. think you should imitate her moves for one thing, Shirley. <laughs> I know I'm At not the there gym, yet. I know yeah, I'm not there yet. I think yet. we're all very far from where she is. <laughs> right. um, I also believe she knows what she's doing. So I don't think you need to worry about her form. Right. I'm sure her coach is up on, you know, the best way for her to lift. But yeah. I, I did put her picture in the But links. I want to understand what that is. Oh, did someone just give us, oh, is that the, did someone just give, oh, you just give the link. I put the line in there. So I also have some people saying hello. Michael G. Kelly says, good morning, guys from Ireland. It's morning over there. Good morning. It's morning in Europe, right? All right. So nice to catch you live. Hello there in the Philippines from Joshua. Uh, Buen dia. And also Debashi Skope. Good afternoon. Hi Hi there. Jen Delari waves. And also... We hear from Hassan Abed, Ali Abed from Bangladesh. Hello. Hi. So, wow. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they can lift. I'm doing weights too. Nothing compared to what she's doing. I know. Just tiny nothing. little weights there. Yeah. But I'm working my way up, you know, a tiny. You know what I started doing? I learned this from my son. It's to write down how much I uh, lift every time in my right. reps. Because you're way, supposed to add a little every time. You right. Know, or at least you, maybe every week or something. Right, 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 right. Because I used to not just, just do what I feel like doing. I, I know. <laughs> and I... I really didn't make that much progress. But right. I see my son, he's like so 
focused and intentional. And he's like really getting really strong. That's how it is with young people. They know but, how but, to do it. Yeah, yeah. but he's like really, really focused. And he, you know, I think, how come I've been doing the same thing? But <laughs> I'm not getting the results. So I think, you know, keeping track and, and comparing ourselves with ourselves is a good way. Yeah. Like trying oh. to improve yes. each, each week or so. Anyway, that's uh, coming from uh, Taiwan, the latest in sports. Okay, I also saw this story about the oldest um, badminton player is in Taiwan. He made the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you know how old he is? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, How old is this guy? Oh, well, I kind Just of take know. a wild guess. Oh, over you know. Okay, how about ninety? <laughs> over ninety? He's over ninety. He's ninety-eight years old. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Oh, he's still competing. Amazing. He's still competing with what? his son. They've been winning the father-son um, division titles at the World Morning Cup Badminton Championships for thirty-eight years in a row. You know, I don't know what it is about Thomas <laughs> people, but Thomas people love to play badminton. That's true. I think. It's easier than tennis for them. It's a, it's an easier court to access, right? right? I guess. Um, Paula, do you play it? Nope. You don't <laughs> play you it. Never, you never played it before either? Okay. I, okay. It you is a guy when I was young. Oh, really? Okay. So it is kind of a popular sport. It, it, it is very popular. Why did you play when you were young? Because, you know, just everyone does everybody it. else everyone, does it. Yeah. Everyone does it. So, um, yeah, so, you know, people are asking, you know, what's... The grandson plays as well, so the you know the three generations. Yeah, they're wow. saying, why, why is your, you know, granddad so good, and why is he so healthy? And he says, well, he's very lighthearted. Uh-huh. He likes to make jokes. This is his grandson saying, and he says he also um, is very young at heart. He is on social media. <laughs> oh, like he uses line any- and all that stuff, and oh, he even okay, travels okay. abroad on his own. <gasps> So probably not during COVID, but, you know, yeah, he's very still. active. Yeah, it's pretty healthy. 98. Yeah. Wow. So I think, uh, yeah, I'll give you the link to that. I mean, he looks really young. He does not look like he's 98. Oh. So I think yeah. exercise really, you know, help. Yeah, I think exercise. Being lighthearted. And also, <laughs> yeah, a having a attitude. good sense of humor, right? I mean, <laughs> looking at things, it, don't, not getting stressed out by things, hmm. uptight about things. Something I can <sighs> learn, too. Well. <laughs> So take a look at his picture. I mean, he he looks like he's was seventy or something. Really, he looks really it's good amazing. for his age. So yeah, you know, I think we're all going to be living longer. We hope so, because you know, with the advance of medicine and you know, um, I don't know. That's it, a good just, attitude, Shirley. Very positive. <laughs> so what do you guys want to be longer. doing when you're ninety? I'm not sure if that's good or bad. What do you guys want to be doing when you're in your nineties? I don't know. Well, I hope that I'm still very active and I can move and I've still got muscles and everything. Otherwise I'll be like wheelchair bound. So, so keep lifting weights. Yeah. Let's hope you can lift more than, 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 than now. <laughs> I've been slacking off for the last couple of weeks though. Yeah, so um that's that's something to keep up. It takes perseverance. How about Paula? What do you want to be doing? I don't in your expect 90s? myself to play play badminton. Uh, badminton. No. But what would you right. be doing at ninety eight? I don't know if I'm just if I'm pretty uh, good shape. I would be pretty happy. I would <laughs> still like to be traveling. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. Up I and would. about, active, I wish. and athletic too, like this guy. So that gives us some hope, right? Yep. We 
have some other interesting stories here. Well, Paula, tell us about an unusual exhibit at the National Palace Museum, our big museum with all the treasures from Imperial China. Has this exhibit right? The Palace Museum has just opened an exhibit featuring knickknack peddlers. That's quite unusual because most uh, most um, you know traditional Chinese painting Paintings. they feature scholars, poets, or recluse or you know or landscapes right so these are sidewalk vendors right mm-hmm. so introducing knickknack peddlers vendors that's you know quite unusual but anyway there's a painting called knickknack peddler it was painted by li song during the southern song dynasty about that's about 12th century ad wow also oh, it's, it's a very old painting. it's an old painting it's a colorful painting and the painting is considered a national treasure because it has detailed um um, depiction of of those vendors and the children. You know, the the, the two vendors are surrounded by cho- a group of children, and you can see um, the the kind of goods they um, they sell. And there are all kinds of goodies, such as um, mostly I- everyday items, but there are farmers' tools, toys, and even live animals, such as birds and frogs. It's re- it's a colorful painting, and it's. it's Meticulously, meticulously painted. It's a, it's a really nice. great so it's, piece of work. It's got details. That sounds right. like a very interesting exhibit because you can see what um, you know, kind of pe- things that people like to buy throughout the centuries. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. yes, you, well you can see the two vendors. They push a cart, and they the 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 painting also okay. depict how they attract crowds and how they you know brought excitement to villagers. So do you um, do you have a link where it shows the picture? A, um, a picture of the I painting or, think or I part do. of it? I'll, yeah, I'll okay. post Yeah, so we'll post the link uh, later on so you can have a good look at the painting itself. Oh, wow. I, I like paintings with details. I can really spend a lot of time just looking. I don't I don't just stand back and just look at the picture as a whole. Mm-hmm. I always like into going to and just see every detail and just marvel at the fact that the painters can be so detailed and, and, and you know, just, yeah, it's just amazing. So I always like little things because I always like details. I think it's interesting to see what people were selling back then too. I and know. It was part of like, like yeah, really. You know, street vendor life was uh, part of Chinese culture throughout the centuries, right? Uh-huh. So because nowadays street vendors, I can think of just selling food, right? Local delicacies, and then maybe like little um, jewelry stuff because mm, like, we had these um, like you know fairs, like these uh, what elephant sales kind of, and they would have. They would sell those like handmade stuff, little things. Other than that, I, I couldn't imagine what, you know, peddlers back in the old days, what kind of things they sell. Yeah. So, yeah, so we can find out in this exhibit uh, at the National Palace Museum. Okay, some pet horses made the news recently. Tell us about this. I know. The most recent one, though, because I don't know if you guys recall um, another one that Leslie brought up maybe last month, maybe, about a horse um, in Taizong City. Someone was walking its pet horse um, by this um, park outside the National Taizong Theater, which is a really modern building. It's a beautiful building. But someone... You know, he was the the guy who was walking the horse was saying that, hey, I've done this all the time. You can go on my Facebook page. I walk my horse all the time in like public places. But then he was being fined and saying that you cannot 
ever again uh, walk your horse by this park uh, outside the uh, National Taichung Theater anymore. But oh, that's to, a really pretty park. Yeah, I know. And maybe they're afraid they're gonna, you know, he's gonna go to the bathroom or something. Yeah, well, or, or step on someone thing, or get in someone's way. Yeah. Right? But the the story I have today, though, is something similar. But this is in Kaohsiung, and it's about this 54-year-old Taiwanese man. His name is uh, Tai. He was Mr. Tai. He was fined not for a lot of money, but um, like 21 US dollars for walking his pet foal. So it's a baby horse, kind of, uh, you know, like a, a smaller, a young horse, I guess. If I can show you the picture here. See, it's it, he's walking down a main street and the owner has is, in, is um, sitting on a, um, um, he's riding a scooter uh, up front and the, this foal is seen like walking down the main street. Oh, so, so cute. Yeah. Adorable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, adorable. Uh, I love it. But he's being fined because, for one thing, um, they think that it's a violation of the act governing the punishment of violation of road traffic regulations. It's we don't know cute. that people are keeping. It's I mean, we hear cute. about people keeping pet cats and pet dogs, but very few. I mean, of course, we've got John who's got a pet rabbit but you know you don't hear about pet horses and actually we don't really we do have a, a riding club um just outside taipei you know cent- center of taipei city over in Zipai. Oh, i mean there is one really right there oh, oh yeah i've been that's there very close then very nice and fancy but um but a pet horse you know so he's being he's gonna be fine not for a lot but still right, so just keep gonna, your pet horses um yeah, make sure you your find out what the regulations, <laughs> rules and regulations are in the stable. Before, yeah, before you do something. Yeah, I think they usually have their own stable for them or I don't know, maybe a little, you know, stable for their pets. But uh, too bad right. we can't see them walking around the street. That'd be kind of fun. Probably not anymore. <laughs> now that we've got these two news stories about that. Okay, Paula has a story about a court case between siblings. Right, it has Tell some, us about this. All right, this story has something to do with filial piety. Well, two years ago, two sisters, they uh, withdrew money from um, their father's um, bank account from his bank book. Uh, from his bank book or passbook, they withdrew uh, more than 1.1 million Taiwan dollars. That's about 38,000 US dollars. He's, he's deceased, though, right? The, deceased father, right? Three day, within three days after his um, their father's pass away. Hmm. And then uh, the two sisters also have a younger brother. So the younger brother uh, sued the two sisters, saying that they have no right to do that, which is... Um, Legally, they don't have the right because if a person dies and his or her money is all, you know, considered, um, that's just um, inheritance. You're not supposed... But aren't they um, the ones who inherit the money? Right. They they can inherit the money, but they are not supposed to... Touch it yet? Right. To touch the money after their father died. But anyway, so the two sisters were sentenced to two months in prison. However, they are not happy, so they appealed. And guess what? The appeal court said the two sisters have every right to keep the money. That's because the two sisters presented a will written by his father to the 
to the court. And the, the, the father, he, he made a will. And in his will, he said that, well, all my money will be distributed equally by my two daughters. Not, I'm not going to give any money to my son because my son oh. is so unfilial. And the, my son is trying to kill me several what? times. And that's what he wrote. That's crazy. It is crazy, but the, the so the but the judge oh the gosh, appeal court. Awful. It, it is awful, but the 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 um the appeal court said that, well yes they have verified the authenticity of the will and they said it's true the two sisters have the right to inherit uh, their father's um, fortune, and then the the, the their, their younger brother because he's um, the father said that he's such uh, an unfilial son. Because mm. the filial piety is something really um, important. It's like it's a value we cherish in Taiwanese mean, families, right? Yeah. So I guess the father, uh, I guess the, the court take it seriously when once you see the word unfilial, and people think, oh, no, why do you want to do that? And and the father said, well, the, my son is trying to kill me several times. That's awful, right? So, wow. but anyway, I thought he was just not as, con- as considerate or something. Oh yes, as his right, sisters. If I were. If I'm one of the sisters, I'll be really nervous um, around, you know, my brother. Oh. (laughs) And I think that... uh, You would give him some money? No, I don't know. No, I was thinking, like, (laughs) I'll rather put him in prison (laughs) in case that he would, you know, like, give me threats and threaten to kill me. A restraining order. A restraining restraining order. Yeah. Wow. This is That's awful. Oh, oh you know. But the, the, the court said that the two sisters have the right to get the money because they spend the money on, um, on paying his father's, you know, medical bills. Mm. And also they use the money to uncover his funeral expenses. So mm. they, the two sister, sisters didn't have any bad intentions. Right. Mm. They have every well, right. Well, I, I was wondering, is, is the inheritance law um, that the children, if both parents are, you know, deceased get it equally or or i know that some uh, families give more to the sons that's like a tradition but i don't think that's in law right hmm. uh i i don't think that's that's um you know it's not illegal but i guess that's depending on the circumstances you i know, mean so if you have a will then you would say how you would want to divide it but if there's right. no will but if there's no will right it's probably it, the the children get it equally, equally right? Yeah, they right. divide it evenly, yeah, despite gender. But I know there there are families where the son gets everything, and maybe they're four dollars and they get nothing. That's before oh. their parents pass away, because once their parents pass away, I mean the son, I I think you know doesn't have the right to oh. take all the money. But before a lot of a lot of parents still do that before they they pass away. They prefer you know sons to daughters. Yeah, so. Bad. Wow. I hate that. Well, I don't have to worry about that, but uh, I don't have any brothers. No, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, well, why, why is that? You know, it's such yeah. a discrimination. You know, a friend recently was telling me that, um, you know, because she, she has a tumor in her brain and she's probably going to have to go into surgery like sometime Ooh. soon. So she's actually writing up a will right now and she's got two children, a daughter and a son, but the son is still single and the daughter has, uh, is already married and has three kids. And um, and they're financially they're you know they're pretty uh, tight yeah, tight yeah and so she's actually thinking to give more of her will um, of her fortune to the daughter so that you know because she has the responsibility of taking care of raising three children and you know because her husband is not very stable with her with his income 
You know, so I mean, yeah, if you have it in the will, and she was asking me, do you think I'm I'm, I'm being fair? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, oh, when it comes to writing the will, it's so difficult. It's such a tough thing, isn't it? Unless, of course, you're the only child in the family, so that's easy. Well, but. <laughs> I mean, no, if I I would still split it evenly between my children. If I have a fortune to give away, I'm not mm. going to give more to one or the other. Unless oh. someone wants to kill me, of course, I'm not going to give them any money, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. What do you expect, you know? Right. So, what do our listeners or viewers oh, okay. have to say? Okay, well, the, they actually have more to say about the horses. Um, oh, Jen Delari okay. says, we actually had a horse, wow, in an urban area, and they were allowed to use the roads, mostly on sidewalks or grassy shoulders. That's nice. But this was in my home state in Texas, and Texas loves its horses yeah where uh, i uh go back to in california there's actually a horse track oh on, wow. right next to the sidewalk yeah Ooh, yeah it's it's near southern california so it that's amazing yeah. I, I walk on that track all the time because it's a dirt track you know oh. it's very nice well you know i think it's rare to see horses on the streets in taiwan so i think i think i think if anybody in taiwan you know has pet horses but you know these pet um, horse owners they say that their pets are really the horses really well behaved yeah, and they look adorable yeah, I think it'd be nice to have them on the roads. Well, maybe yeah. we don't have much room, though. Not even for pedestrians. So that's, yeah, that's <laughs> we true. We need more room on our roads here. Yeah. Uh, the Bosha says he has two pet cats. Okay, you have to show us some pictures sometime. Yeah, do do that. And um, yeah, all right. Well, thank you for writing in. Thank you for joining us. And that is it for here in Taiwan today. For here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
气，是你小心眼和坏脾气。没有你，想离开睡的鱼，快要活不下去。为什么不能在一起？我需要你，我是一只鱼，水里的空气，是你小心眼和坏脾气。没有你，想离开睡的。That was "I'm a Fish" from 1998 by Richie Ren. I'm your host, Sash Butler. You're listening to Just the Classics with Radio Taiwan International. Now, today I want to be taking you on a kind of、um, musical journey, so to speak. So we've already begun in the sea as a fish. I'm going to be taking you from the water up into the sky, and that means I'm going to be playing you songs that use the water and the air and rain to convey a sense of love and, and longing. Our next song is by Jay Chou, a very famous Taiwanese singer featuring Lara Liang. It's called "San Hu Hai" or "Coral Sea," which was released in 2005, and it catapulted Lara Liang to fame. A rough English translation of the opening lines, which you'll see, have to do with the sea, reads: "On the flat expanse of the sea, a haze forms in the distance. How can sorrow be so calm and pure?" Show 不出来。
That was Coral Sea by J. Cho featuring Lara Liang. Now our next song is called The Lost Sandbank by Lala. She released in 2009 and it compares searching for lost love to finding a lost sandbank on the side of a river. Just. 
That was a lost sandbank by Lala Shu, released in 2009. Another song about water, relating the heart and love to the idea of water. Next, we're going to be looking upwards to the rain. Here's another song by Jay Chow called "The Rhythm of the Rain." It comes from a movie of the same name, released in 2013. And the chorus reads something like, "I heard the sound of the rain and thought of your lips swearing love, the most capricious moments of passion, recklessly making promises." Ah. 
That was Rhythm of the Rain by Jay Chell, released in 2014. And having looked up at the rain, we're now going to turn to the air. Our final song of this show is You Are My Air by Wong Fu, released in 2018. They're a folk rock band formed over two decades ago. And the chorus reads, I am your air, you are the air, I need you all the time. I can't breathe without you. How can I live without you? This has been Just the Classics and I'm your host, Sash Butler. Tune in next week to hear more of the great songs Taiwan has to offer.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.